every journey can use an experienced guide. And your educational journey is no different. At Arizona State University, we're with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Our 300-plus programs are designed specifically for online learning with state-of-the-art technology and personalized support services to empower your success. Find your next journey at ASU, ranked number one in innovation for eight consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, good people. And welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate all my listeners. I encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, my email is gm.psych at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email on the law of attraction radio network.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Period G Montgomery. I am always into empowering and really uplifting people because I want all human beings to know that you are worthy, worthy of love, worthy of health, worthy of wealth, worthy of healthy relationships and committed loving relationships. And so with that, I created a website called therapytees.store. Therapytees, T-E-E-S dot store. And what it is is t-shirts and merchandise that affirm I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am good. And so I just want everyone to support themselves and, and some support their own worth and value. The other thing, I don't, I don't know if you listened to my last show, but it was on CBD oil. And I cannot say enough about the benefits of CBD oil, particularly the organic CBD oil, the premium quality CBD oil that I sell on my website, hemphappier.com. The company is Wakana, and I cannot say enough about the quality, the um, premium um, value of this CBD oil and the benefits of it. If anyone out there is suffering from chronic pain, suffer no more. CBD is number one use for chronic pain. I have patient after patient that provide testimony to the value of CBD for their uh, no longer pain and how they lived for years and years with pain. And once they started taking CBD on a daily basis, they didn't have the pain. I have multiple patients that take CBD for anxiety, stress, insomnia, 
in just so many other health conditions. So please, if you haven't, I encourage you to listen to it. I have the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Rita McGuire, uh, as my special guest, and she talks about uh, the, the value and medical benefits of CBD in her life and in her practice. I use CBD every day, and I love the benefits and, and the the benefit and, and how it helps me to manage stress and the demands of my day. And so I just want you to give it a try if you haven't already. The talk that I want to give today is on this concept of powernomics. Philip Mighton and Marina Ote, they talk to me about this concept of powernomics and how they've been able to use it to grow their small business and support some of the local businesses in their community. And so I really wanted to have them come on and share this concept with you. And so I'm just going to talk a little bit about it and then they're going to come on in part two and really kind of give you a, the practical application. But there are five points that I just want to address with this concept of powernomics. First of all, powernomics is a concept that was developed by Dr. Claude Anderson. And it was during the time of the Black Renaissance that so many of the businesses in the African-American community began to flourish and became wealthy. And so this concept of powernomics is really number one about the value of the human relationship. Because when you establish and nurture and are intentional about human relationships and developing human relationships, it's a power. It's a power that happens that you begin to trust one another. You begin to become familiar and the person's no longer scary. You're not afraid of them because you see that they're human. You see that they go through the same human experiences you do and that you really are more similar than you are different because you're living a human experience. And so it places value on human relationships and being intentional about nurturing human relationships. Number two, it serves to support small businesses. And that's one thing that I have to say, we have with the, um, with the with with this information and technology age and the advancement of our technology we're moving away from the small businesses and local businesses and more into the e-commerce where it's quick it's fast it's on demand it's right there but it's um taking away from really the value and the quality of the small business and local business. And so I am a small business owner. I've been in private practice for um, 20 years. And I have to say that because of the relationships I've built within my community with the patients that I've serviced over the years, I haven't had to rely so much on marketing. Because once you establish those relationships, and the word of mouth gets out and you go in and you support your local businesses, you begin to 
establish that trust that's necessary, you know, and the value of supporting the small businesses and local businesses is just invaluable because that is your community. And who doesn't want their community to be thriving? Who doesn't want their community to be um, sufficient, socially sufficient, if you will? And so the value of this poweronomics is supporting local businesses. If you look around in your community, there are local farmers, like farmer markets. There are local grocery stores, local clothing stores, jewelry stores, shoe stores, hardware stores, businesses, you know, schools. Our communities really are um, socially sufficient in that we have everything we need locally right here in our community but we have to be intentional about spending our money in our own community and spending our money with small local businesses because that is how we establish the relationship that's how we grow the system of interdependence so that we're prospering together and creating wealth for, for our communities. And, and that helps us stay strong and vibrant. And, and that's a good thing. The third point that I want to make is that really what happens with poweronomics is you become interdependent, interconnected, growing and creating communities that are self-sufficient. And so one thing I like about this interdependent uh, concept in, in supporting local businesses and everyone working with each other is that not only do you build trust, not only do you nurture personal relationships, but you also can begin to establish credit. And if anyone knows, it, credit is a valuable thing. And so this whole barter system, this quid pro quo concept of something for something, exchanging one service for a product, or exchanging one value for another, it's an exchange of one thing for another. And oftentimes it's a service or it's a, a product, and we all need these services. We all utilize these products on a daily basis, on a regular basis. And so what happens is not only do you build trust in your community, not only do you build a vibrant economic structure and interdependence within your community, but you also build credit and the ability to barter for your services and your products. And so that to me is really invaluable because it, it, it lets me know that if I don't have it, but you know, Susie down the block has it, I know that I have credit with her and she knows that she can come to me when she needs something. And so again, the whole interconnectedness, the interdependence of the community is really invaluable. And the, the last point is really this communal wealth.
And when I say communal wealth, I am talking about financial wealth because when you pour and circulate money within your community by utilizing small businesses and local businesses, yes, you're going to grow the wealth of your community. You're going to grow because the money will come in and circulate and everyone prospers. But more importantly, you're going to grow wealthy in your relationships and wealthy in your emotional support of each other. So it's not only a financial benefit, but it's also an emotional benefit. Because in today's society, as human beings, we all deal with the daily stressors and the daily struggles. But when you have a community of people that are supporting you, that are uplifting you, that are pouring into you and circulating their monies within your small businesses, it allows you to feel prosperous financially, but also emotionally and socially, because you know that you are not alone. You know that you have the support of your community when times get hard, or you have the support of your community when, when it's a festive occasion, or there's a time of loss. So again, this concept of powernomics is just so powerful because it values human relationships. It's intentional that you are intentionally seeking out the local small businesses in your community to support them. It uh, nurtures an interdependence and an interconnectedness that really sustains the system. It sustains the community. You, it allows you to barter and have credit and value the quid pro quo, something for something, product for service, service for product model. And then ultimately, it builds wealth, wealth financially, but more importantly, wealth emotionally and spiritually and psychologically. And so I really want you and encourage you to support your local businesses, to begin to establish relationships and just smile and say hello, because at the end of the day, no man is an island. We need each other to prosper, to grow, and to support each other emotionally. As, a, uh, as like I say, all of us working together create a healthy and loving collective consciousness. I have with me special guests, Myrina Ote and Philip Mighton. They are representing TJS Photography, and they're going to speak on Powernomics and how they use Powernomics in their business and tell you a little bit about how to implement it in your daily lives. So welcome, Philip and Myrina, to my show. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and share this amazing concept of Powernomics with my listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Erica. You're welcome. All right. So tell me, what is Powernomics? Um, well, I'm, I'll give you my version of it, and then maybe you can share a little bit too. Um, if you can think of a of an umbrella term, um, commonly we all understand group economics. So, group economics when you have a group of people and they're working together uh, for a common goal. Um, but powernomics parallel to that is when you have people who have resources. 
and they take their resources and they concentrate them in an area to where everybody could benefit and you're moving in one direction or vertical direction, I should say that. And um, then you start to generate competition from a, not just within the community, but like beyond the community, you know? So economically, when you're thinking of economics, you might think of race, um, you might think of people who are in different types of industries, like business industries. So um, the more that you create group economics or parallels to that power economics, you're creating a sense of um, competitiveness in, in uh, community and business. So I think those are things that, that the whole premise is built around, is creating some type of uh, vertical growth. Okay. So to piggyback off of what um, Philip said, essentially, if you're thinking about how you spend money amongst the group of people, right? So you're thinking about people within the same group. So it can be categorized by people um, of a certain ethnicity or um, a, soci a cer certain socioeconomic status. Um, you're wanting to make sure the money that's spent within that group uh, continues to bounce multiple times before it leaves that group of people. So let's say TJS Photography receives a client who may, you know, own a massage parlor and they want me to come take pictures within their massage parlor. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is charge them. They're going to spend their money with me and then say I have to get certain things to prepare for that shoot. I want to shop with other people. In my case, I like to shop with other black business owners to prepare me for that job. So I may go get my shirt made, you know, that's a part of my uniform here, like what we have. I'm going to go get, I got that from a black owned, a black business owner. And then I'm going to go and get, you know, some rental equipment. So I may go to a black business to go get that. But the goal is to spend that money that I may have made, you know, from someone, another black owned business a couple times you know, with other black owned businesses before it actually leaves us and goes somewhere else before I have to go spend it, let's say at a grocery store, which we know there's not many black owned grocery stores, but I have to go spend it there. Before I get there, I've already spent it, you know, several right, it's times. It's already circulated within your community. Yes. So then let me ask you this, how do you become part of that community? Is it just an intentional thing about where you spend your money or is it that you, um, learn about the affiliation of this group, a community of professionals or community of services, and then you try to get into that. How, how do you get into something like that? Because it sounds like it's a, I don't know if it's a closed circle or you have to get information about, about it. Yeah. So I was just talking to him about that before we got on. And what I do is set my intentions. Like, there are certain things that I do want and I want them, I want to spend them with other black business owners. So I may say aloud to myself to manifest those things and then I'll, and then they'll come to me, but it is intentional. So I'm looking for these specific people. Um, a lot of times um, there's not a lot of brick and mortar now. We're so e-commerce, you know, so you may find them on Instagram and things like that or Facebook. Facebook. Um, you'll find them that way. But I typically like to find them intentionally based on the network that I already have. Um, I built the rapport with them. And in most cases, I'm trading and bartering. You know, in a lot of places, they use that system, right? Money isn't always the way to get the things that you want. 
But in this case, I practice bartering a lot. Um, a prime example of that was our baby shower. Everybody that provided a service for us, they were Black-owned businesses, and I bartered with every single one of them. So from our violinist, our DJ, the woman that made our cupcakes, the host of our baby shower, the people, yes. the, the drinks, the people who provided um, raffle prizes, those were all Black-owned businesses. Every one of those people I bartered and exchanged a service with because I had that to offer and they had it to offer to me as well. And it was amazing because it, it forms a sense of, you know, camaraderie and mm -hmm. rapport and you have those relationships with those people. So now that I've been able to use them and they've been able to use me, what happens is we become word of mouth, right? So now we're going to guerrilla marketing. We're not even using the e-commerce platform anymore because we've had experience with each other in our services. So they're going to go tell their friends or they're going to go tell their other business owners and they're all coming to me or, you know, vice versa, we're sharing those relationships. So it's definitely intentional um, mm -hmm. when, when it comes to the group economic piece. Right. And it, and it sounds like not only does it serve to keep the money circulating within your community, but it also sounds like it serves to strengthen the relationships within the community because they always say people are going to buy from you if they trust you. Like they, they want to know that you not only have a product that they need or that they want, but that you're a person that they would trust to give them the best in that, whatever it is, whether it's mental health or photography or, Absolutely. you know, uh, accounting, whatever it may be. And so it mm -hmm. sounds like it also strengthens the community as a whole. Absolutely. I want, I want to add to, to that point. I think um, one thing that I saw, um, at least during that baby shower, when we were kind of putting that together, um, a lot of the people who were in that space had never met each other before, but because they they got to put a face with the brand, um, they now they had a new relationship or they had a new bridge that they could um, move towards that they wouldn't have had before if they hadn't created that network, you know, from this experience. So. Um, to what you're saying, it does create a relationship. Um, it kind of creates like a, I guess, like a quilted type of layer over, um, over the community. So now not only do you want to practice, practice these things so you're having, so you can get the things that you need, but you're almost securing your, the environment that you're living in because now you can get things that you need directly from the manufacturer and you know you don't have to go i don't have to drive 30 minutes away or you know i might have to wait online to get something yeah. so yeah it, it it gives you a sense of um security because you know you know the people that you're um, associated with yeah now is it something that's more like local or is it established relationships with everyone because like i'm here in oak park i'm wondering you know how do i begin to reach out to let's say black owned businesses or how do i reach out to a certain group of people to say hey are you interested in this uh powernomics or are you interested in collaborating so that we can both kind of connect in you know, begin to circulate our money and, and build up a, a network and resources? I honestly think that it depends on the service. So okay. 
Um, a lot of times if you're dealing with people who maybe do retail, like for instance, customized shirts, you can go get that easily online and it doesn't have to be somebody within your same community. Um, same thing with photography and videography. It just depends, right, on what your expenditures are for that type of thing. Um, I think that 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 it depends on the service. So okay. I think that it's more advantageous for it to be a local thing and then kind of branch out to um, something that is, you know, more national, right? So you have these pockets of people. So for instance, if I transplant and go to Chicago and I'm looking for this community of people, it's already there, right? The community is already there. So if there are certain services that I do need, I can implant into that community and say, hey, these are things that I'm looking for. Can you connect me with these people? And these people have those connections. Same thing if somebody was to come here to St. Louis, mm -hmm. I'm able to give them those resources because the community is here, right? Um, the other piece to that is if you have good relationships within your local community, you are also building what I like to call our credit, right? So I have a credit line with right. people in my community. And if there are services that I need rendered today and, um, you know, I'm not paying for it today, they can net 30 me, but they trust that I'm going to pay them because of the relationship that we have. If I bring somebody else in as a referral, they may be able to use that same credit line that I have because I'm the trust, you know, I'm a trustworthy business owner or person that has referred some more services or even just giving them a discount, right? On top of that, because of that referral. Um, but yeah, I think that is good to start local, um, kind of like, what was happening with um, Black Wall Street in Oklahoma. We have we had several Black Wall Streets um, mm -hmm. that was at one point in time. I think our goal now today is to create those again, even though it looks different in the um, electronic world, is to create those again and then, you know, branch off. Yeah, and I love that concept of bartering because it's so true that, you know, when you share your like what I have to offer and I can barter with with what you have to offer it just really makes it it fa facilitates the relationship and the ability to 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 get what you need and mm -hmm. so you know I just think that's a, an amazing concept because that's how business was handled you know historically you yeah. know between communities that didn't have the the financial resources but to say i have a service you need you have a service i need can we barter for it and Absolutely. we both we both benefit from it and like you say it's establishing that trust and to me it also makes the community safer because yes, if you're doing it within a community like a local organization it just it it's safer because you trust the people that you are doing business with. They trust you. And it, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. One thing, one thing that you asked earlier, you were asking, how can, um, how can we do this for people who like you say, if you're not local and you know, like you said, you're in Oak Park, but you want services from somewhere else. Um, I think the power of social media and technology is something that, um, I would say all your listeners can take advantage of. I know I've taken advantage of it. And the more that I've kind of dug into um, other networks, like in other cities, I've realized there is a network there. Um, but you have to, like you say, you have to be intentional. You have to look for it. Yeah. Um, and because you're looking for it, a lot of times they'll do some type of business with you or just exchange with you because, mm -hmm. you know, 
you're you're not I, I would I would seek something because I'm I need it. So my intention isn't isn't um ill. So right. I think in terms of technology, I would say that's our biggest asset to to kind of bridge gaps, you know, from city to city, state to state. Um, because if I go to Chicago and I need something, I want to be able to tap into like the best type of food that I want to have. You know, I don't want to go to McDonald's or somewhere else. Um, I want to go to food that caters to what I like to eat. So I might reach out to those resources through whether it's Instagram, Facebook. I know that's a huge platform that you could um, yes. search, you know, just ask questions. So, um, yeah, people give you that feedback. So I would say for anybody who wants to do this and they don't know where to start, um, I know I started a social media page. It's still in the um, construction phase. It's called the Buy Black Network. I think you actually follow that on Instagram. Love it. That's me. I don't know if I you knew that. But, um, I did know it, but I love it. I yeah, love it. So, um, but, that, but it's a lot of platforms like that in different cities, and they're trying to create a you know, some traction and just some, some attention from different people. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, our, our time is, is, is run up, but I just want to say I, I really appreciate you sharing this concept because I think that as our society transforms, uh, it's in, in this real high technology, high information you know, stage is so important that we keep these human connections. And I feel like having a community that you can trust, that you can barter with, that you can elevate, like you say, when you come together and circulate, mm -hmm. elevate, everyone yeah. elevates. Right. And so I really love this concept. I personally am going to look more into it and really mm -hmm. um, yeah. do more research about it because I, I appreciate you sharing it with me. So thank you so much for coming on. If you want to come on again and share more of your knowledge, I am, you know, welcome to have you, pleased to have you. And I just want to do a, a shout out because Makiri and uh, Marina and Philip just had a baby boy <laughs> named Makiri. And so I just want to say congratulations to thank them. Thank <laughs> uh, their beautiful son and I'm just I'm so happy for you so thank you thank for coming you. on and, and sharing this uh, poweronomics with me and I look forward to talking more about about yeah. it in the future this show can Take we um, give a shout out to uh, your listeners for TJS photography you can follow her on Instagram follow me on Instagram at renaissance TJS it's spelled exactly how renaissance is in the Harlem renaissance phase um, and then you just add TJS to it and you can check out my work. You can also see other um, businesses that I promote on my page as well because I've done business with them and taken their product shoots and things like that. So definitely check it out. I love it. You got it. TJS Photography, Renaissance JS. Thanks for listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU. Number one in innovation for eight consecutive years. 
Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more.